0: Welcome to the Fathom Academy
1: podcast, a podcast designed for the people of Fathom Church to be resourced to go deeper with God. My name is Kyle Knight and I'm the youth and digital minister here at Fathom. Thank you for tuning in wherever you are. Um, Church, we really just want to, I really just want to start off by saying thank you for listening. Um, Each week, whenever we put one of these out, we really appreciate it, but this is for you. This podcast is, um, is always for you, church, to to be resourced to go deeper with God, like I say at the beginning of every episode. Um, so we just hope that you're that you're growing, that you're learning um some things through this, because we love making these things. We love highlighting different people in our church and um and and what God has has called them to, uh, which, which brings me to my guest today. Uh, today we have Jordan Wright here with us. Jordan, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. How are you? Good, good. good. Welcome to our um podcast studio room lounge (laughs) i i like that we haven't called it a lounge i like that because (laughs) it sounds way better than what this is um but if you if you've never seen our podcast lounge i'm calling it a podcast lounge now good you'll know what we're talking about we've got it's it's nice in here it's a basement uh pretty much (laughs) but um so uh we've got Jordan here to uh, to talk about something that she is just incredibly passionate about and and that is what we love here on our podcast is to get people in here that um that want to talk about something they're passionate about that that God has laid on their heart to talk about and um and so so we're going to talk about some things that she's passionate about some things that she's involved in that we want to highlight and share with you church on this podcast but um and like, we'll we'll kind of get into that Um, what she's here kind of for the specifics of that. But first Jordan, I'd love to um, for you to just share a little bit more about yourself for those who um, maybe don't know you that well uh, and you can share as much or as little (laughs) as you want. Um, We could start where you were born and go through every year of your life. (laughs) That might take a long time, but tell us where you're from, uh, what, what growing up was like, where you've been, all that kind of good stuff so we could get to know you a little bit more.
0: Sounds good. You said it would take a long time. Uh, how old do you think I am? Um, I'm just kidding.
1: <laughs> I'm not going to answer that. <laughs>
0: there you go. <laughs> um, so my name is Jordan Wright, and I was born in Nebraska. And yes, I am a Huskers fan. Oh, Sorry. No.
1: Okay, hold on. <laughs> hold on. We didn't talk about this before, Jordan. You can't just surprise that I'm a, I'm a CU buff sitting oh, over no, here. No,
0: that's why we're six feet apart.
1: <laughs> but I love you, Jordan. Okay, okay, keep going. I'll I'll look past that.
0: All right. Thanks. So yeah. So half my family is in Nebraska, and the other half is in Australia, and um, I actually hold both passports, which is pretty fun. Um, I've been going to Fathom. Pretty much since it started, I wasn't in the basement with the initial first <laughs> families, but as soon as they moved into the Young Life um, building, I was there. You waited. You I, were like, I well, did.
1: get a building first and then call me. Exactly. And
0: I'll be there. No, and then, yeah, with the pipe and drape set up and tear down. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Good stuff. Um, I've spent most of my life in Colorado. Um, I went to Arapo High School and then served as the head volleyball coach there. Uh, I was a coach for 11 years and I was head coach for five. I worked in the office there. um, So it's, it was a big part of my life. Uh, I stepped down as coach and left the school uh, a couple years ago. I moved to Australia to try to find work. I literally skipped town. I'm just kidding. But in that journey there, I I realized uh, through diving into a church in Australia and meeting some great people, I realized that God really wanted me back here and that he wanted me to serve him full time um and the coronavirus however much of a you know hassle inconvenience whatever it has been it actually sent me back to the US mm-hmm. early so um that I could get started on this journey so i'm thankful that i got sent back i've been back for almost a year and you know along with uh, trying to start this new job that Kyle and i are going to talk about mm-hmm. uh, i've been you know nannying and I'm making t-shirt quilts for my business and doing tie-dye parties and all sorts of fun stuff to keep myself busy. So yeah, that's what I've been up to. That is,
1: <laughs> that is awesome. Interesting. Um, okay. We have to talk about Australia for a second. <laughs> we can't just like blow past that. Yeah. Um, what, is the, what is your favorite part about Australia?
0: Well, the big, the easy one is to say my family's there because my dad is one of 10 kids and all nine still the live easiest. there <laughs> yeah. yeah, with their kids and grandkids. So oh. there's, you know, I was awesome. there for six months and mm-hmm. never paid for a hotel, <laughs> you know? That's great. So, but my, no, my favorite part actually is it's called the Circular Key and it's in downtown Sydney. It's where the opera house and the bridge are. Mm-hmm. And I, it's just you know, my dad and I've been there several times together and he turns into a little kid there. I turn into a little kid and we're just like running around trying, you know, trying new things, finding our favorite, um, pub and, you know, just things like that. It's, it's a really neat place. I've climbed the bridge twice. Uh, my bucket list item for that area, I guess, is to go to a performance at Mm. the Sydney opera house. I've been in, I've been the tour. It's a neat, like Building, I guess, but I want to go and actually see a performance. So That's hopefully awesome. that can happen at some point.
1: Um, you don't have an Australian accent,
0: uh no. And if you ask me to try it, I Does won't. <laughs> <laughs> my dad. Now I won't ask you. To no, <laughs> my dad has a, a weak one, and everyone's like, okay. "Oh, I love how your dad talks." And I'm like, "He has an accent, huh?"
1: Yeah, you don't notice those. It's no, probably, he's been you're... here
0: for 40 years, so yeah. No. <laughs> um, okay, so j-
1: really quickly, how did? Uh, I have on here you you mentioned briefly how you got to fathom mm-hmm. um highlight that a, a little bit more how like what what brought you to fathom what kind of what is that that kind of connection how did you end up here
0: okay so um i volunteered for fca at arapaho and i volunteered with the leader that i had at arapaho his name's jesse craig and then there was this other guy who ran our music and our Soundboard, and his name was Chris Martin. <laughs> and not the
1: Coldplay Chris. No, Martin. No, not that one. Our <laughs> Fathom Chris Martin.
0: <laughs> yep. And we just we ran a mission trip together, and you know served these kids together. And then he asked me to be a an assistant youth leader for him uh, at our old church, and I said yes. And he, you know, that became my church home. And then um, when he planted Fathom. Like I said earlier, I wasn't a part of that initial basement crew, but I was there pretty much at the beginning and it was, it was just an easy, uh, switch for me because I, you know, I knew Chris and, um, we'd worked together for so long that I knew that he would do a good job as pastor. So I basically followed him here and then I've been, (laughs) I've been bringing people here ever since. Yes. (laughs) Thank you. So, right.
1: (laughs) Um, okay. Let's, let's get into FCA stuff. Um, First of all, tell us what FCA is for those who have no idea what we're talking about when we say FCA. Tell us about what it is and, and kind of um, maybe like what FCA has been. We'll, we'll get into your role um, mm-hmm. where you're at currently, but what is FCA and what is FCA meant for you um, like growing up or in the past?
0: Um, so FCA is the Fellowship of Christian Athletes. And my my best friend always told me that it combined all my passions of Christ, kids and sports and you can reach kids on a level that you can't reach elsewhere through sports because it's kind of a universal thing that these kids go through. Like everybody's in little kids soccer, right? (laughs) So my four and a half year old is, yes, Yes. I knew it. (laughs) Um, so yeah, so fellowship of Christian athletes exists to you. Like I said, use sports as a way to bring Jesus to, um, coaches and athletes. And then the hope is that once they, um, you know, have a relationship with Jesus that they get plugged into a church and then they start to make disciples of other people the same way that FCA does with the coaches and athletes. So it's kind of a a full circle deal.
1: That's awesome. Um, what, like when you think about FCA, when you think about, um, your past in, um, in, in doing some, some youth things, being there or being a coach, um, what is it that like that god has put on your heart in being the like your passion for young people for for sports all of that kind of stuff like what tell us a little bit about your heart for for FCA specifically but for just reaching young people mm. um telling them about jesus having those relationships and, and what that has kind of looked like in the past and maybe even some examples of how, um, things that have happened in the past uh, or wherever you've been that have really solidified, man, this is where, this is the demographic God wants me to be mm. with and, and to be around.
0: Uh, honestly, when I started coaching, I told my older brother that I was a high school volleyball coach and he goes, uh, do you remember high school? I go, <laughs> yeah. Yeah why? And he goes, didn't you hate it? And I go a little bit. And then he's like, wait, and didn't you hate high school girls? And I was like, uh, maybe, <laughs> but I think that God redeemed that. And mm. that he showed me that, um, I can be a good influence on these kids. And just because I had, uh, I had some good things that happened in high school and in high school volleyball, um, but I had some really bad things and I had, you know, horrible coaches in the past that were really negative. And I realized that God put this opportunity in front of me mm-hmm. so that I can be a positive influence and not go down the path that my previous coaches went. Mm-hmm. I guess. Like I said, I had some great coaches that I'm actually still in relationship with now. We're friends, which is cool. Um, <clears throat> so and I I never was a perfect coach. But I always I always knew that I had a responsibility to be to be a positive light for these kids. And, you know, sometimes, yes, that's actually sitting down and having a conversation about Jesus. But sometimes it was just sitting down and listening to them and letting them cry or letting them vent or letting them, you know, just be themselves. And um, like after my very first season at Arapaho, I knew that that's where I was supposed to be. And then God kept affirming that and, you know, gave me more responsibility as far as then I became the head coach. Um, He brought FCA back into my life because Jesse Craig was my FCA leader in high school. Mm -hmm. And then I made a quilt for him through his wife and she wanted to, she was like, they need want to get it back going, but they need a female counselor. And she's like, Oh, what about you? (laughs) And so Jesse and I served together with these kids. And then now Um, like you said, we'll get into it later, but now my role will be to serve the coaches at Arapahoe and other high schools. And I get to, to pour back into Jesse the way he poured into me. Mm. So he, you know, like he was one of those coaches that really, he wasn't even my coach. He's a football coach. Um, but he really poured into my life and like was interested in me as a person, not just as a student or an athlete, but as a person. And I knew that I was loved when I walked Mm. into FCA. And so when I started FCA with him, that was a big a big piece, a part of why I was there. And I, I I knew that, like, I felt that that's where Mm -hmm. God want me, God wanted me to be. And now I get to tell my older brother that, you know, (laughs) I've been, I worked at Arapaho for 11 years as an adult and now I get to work with youth again. And it's like, um, yeah, there are a lot of bad things that can happen in high school, but you can have a a great impact on Mm -hmm. some kids. And that's what I love. And I, um, Kyle and I were talking about this, that I got a text from a kid yesterday she was never on my team, but she was in my volleyball program for one year and decided that she wanted to do a nursing program, like a pre-nursing program in high school. And so she came into my office and told me that, you know, I hope I don't disappoint you, but I don't want to try out for volleyball this year because I want to be a nurse and I want to do this program. We celebrated that together. You and said, how
1: dare I you? Know.
0: I know. Try volleyball. I was a little bummed because no. she, she is such a positive kid, but she mm. had such a passion for nursing that I'm like dude, go and do what you need to do for your future. Mm -hmm. And yesterday, so now she's a senior. And yesterday I got a text that said that she, um, has committed to Creighton in their nursing program. And she wanted to tell me, thank you for being a big role model in her life. And that just, I mean, I haven't even been at Arapaho for two years and I'm still, you know, having, I still have a good relationship with these kids. And and like I said, that's just God affirming my, Mm -hmm. Um, my time at Arapaho and he's affirming my, my giftings and my, um, my time with these kids. So
1: that is awesome to hear personally, me being youth pastor and done that in, for many years in the past as well. Um, the, the importance of good Christian role models in your life as you're that age, I had, I had like, if I, if I went back and told my story growing up in the church, um, some of the the most important relationships in my life were those people that were either youth pastors to me or, um, mentors to me, counselors, whatever it was at that age, being a teenager, like those things are so, so important. Um, Mm -hmm. and I mean, and, and what me and, uh, Pastor Chris, we talk about like all the time. And when we're talking about the youth here at Fathom, even is relationships and how important mm-hmm. that is to build relationships. Um, because it, those are the kind of things that will last. And like you getting a text, like I, I, from, from a past student, like I love getting those things too from mm-hmm. past students because it's just like, you know, what that's like not to toot our own horn of like, <laughs> hey, we were, we were <clears throat> great coaches and great youth pastors and all this stuff, but it's like, no, because that that's just how good God is and how how it like you said it affirms that like we're put in the right place and God is using us in the right way. Like when me and Chris talk about relationships with with teenagers and building those um and how those last, I my my example is with Pastor Chris. He was he became the youth pastor at the church that I grew up in right as I went to college. And so, yeah, yeah I you didn't know that. <laughs> yes. This
0: is,
1: this is our connection awesome. is that he became the youth pastor there. I went off to college, but then came back and was his like first intern as a, like a summer intern. Um, just being a dumb college kid <laughs> and be like, Chris, tell me what to do. And, um, and yes, he, we, we just did, we filmed stupid videos for like, uh, he's got, he's still got them all. <laughs> of like shooting me with water balloon launchers just to promote some water world day or whatever. (laughs) Like, I mean, that's what youth ministry is, which is totally, it's fun. Um, But yeah, so, so, and we were talking about this and now I'm, I'm working here at fathom with Chris. I mean, he's my boss, but he's my friend and he's still a mentor to me and like a spiritual leader to me. So it's like, I have that same, like that same thing too, when I was that age, somebody that came alongside me and mentored me and was there for me just to, to build a relationship, to talk through. I just think it's awesome. I'm going to get off my soapbox now cause it's not <laughs> about me. Um, but yes, I think that's, um, that's just such a important thing to hear, um, about that connection, especially with teenagers. Mm-hmm. Um, so as you were, as you were kind of talking about all of that, it's, it seems to me like when I, when I, hear your passion and your heart for that. And even just, as you said, it's not just about like coaching and it's, it's about like having your office door open and somebody coming in and just talking to you or, or having a former student talk to you about becoming a nurse instead of like, instead of doing sports um, and how you celebrated that. It it seems like this is sort of your mission field a little mm-hmm. bit. Um Talk to us a little bit about that and about how maybe you, you look at what you're doing now as, as sort of where God has put you as, as that, that's your mission field Mm -hmm. and how that's, it's, it's not global missions. It's not what some people think about as missions, but it's as important as that, if not more because it's, it's local missions. Talk about that and what that kind of looks like to you.
0: So when I was at Arapaho, I would say that my like he said, my office door was always open. And I used the my office and the gym as my ministry and, you know, my little mission battlefield because um I wasn't in a Christian school. I wasn't in a full-time ministry position, but God uses ordinary people in their Hmm. ordinary jobs to do extraordinary things and he he really allowed me and I have my best friend told me this when I first became a youth leader because I've as all of us we all have a story and I've messed up in my life but and I said I don't deserve to be here and be a influence and she goes of course you don't but God doesn't get us (laughs) give us what we deserve Mm -hmm. um and she said he has graciously allowed you to be a positive influence in these kids' lives, and that just wrecked me because then I realized that everything I did in my office when I was just doing my job, that was a uh, ministry mission field. And when I was um, in the gym coaching, that was also a mission field. So now working for FCA is kind of a continuation of that. And so my role with FCA is going to be area rep for West Arapahoe County and that includes Arapahoe High School, Inglewood High School, um, Heritage and Littleton. And the way it works is I start off with two and then you build to four, mm-hmm. you know, so I don't get overwhelmed. Um, so Arapahoe and Inglewood are my first two. Uh, and I think it's so cool that I'm back in Arapahoe, even though I oh, thought yeah. I shut the door on that one. Um, <clears throat> God, God is, I always say God has a sense of humor. That's exactly full, what I've been full saying. Circle.
1: You're back at a rap.
0: Yeah, that's that's exactly <laughs> what I've been saying about this whole thing is that I really thought I was done. And he's like, no, you're not done. Yep. Um, but and like you said, uh mission missions are important whether they are in your home, in your community, mm-hmm. or abroad. And I think that um that often people focus on the abroad missions, the international missions and the, you know, like third world countries and war-torn countries, those are very important. But I also think that it has to be um, with missions at home. Mm-hmm. And so what FCA does is I'm living and working in my community and I'm serving my community so that they can go change the world, mm-hmm. you know. So um, but, but local missions often get overlooked because they're just ordinary people doing their ordinary lives. And and if you see me at church, I'm just, you know, I show up at church and I mm-hmm. sing and I you know, listen and I go home and, um, but I'm working with kids in this area. I'm working with coaches in this area. So I'm still, I'm still on the battlefield. I'm still, um, doing ministry full time. Um, and like I said, both are so Mm -hmm. important, but I think they have to work together because like we would take, and it's not international, but it's not in our state. So we would take kids on FCA mission trips to San Diego. Mm -hmm. Um, and a lot of people, a lot of parents would be like, well, why can't you serve the homeless here? And of course we can. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, like I said, there has to be a juxtaposition of the two. But we would, we would tell them that we are going to San Diego to kind of remove them from their comfort zone. Mm-hmm. And we are going to um, serve the homeless there and serve each other there so that when, we co- when the kids come home, our hope is that they serve their parents well and that they mm-hmm. serve their siblings well and that they um, change the world in that way from their own home and their own community. So, like I said, they're both yeah. very important. It's just like sometimes local <clears throat> stuff gets overlooked. So.
1: Totally. And um and, and we talked about this a little bit before um we started recording, but um you also kind of mentioned you know, you you being like this is this is your job now and this is like what you do. Um but what about those people who work not in Ministry, not in anything, um, anything where they can openly share their faith or anything like that. What, what are, what is maybe some encouragement that you would give those people listening in, uh, about how they are still wherever they're at is their mission field mm-hmm. and, and what kind of courage, encouragement can you give them to really still think of their job, their career, wherever God has them as an opportunity to still be the light of God to, to those people around them.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I like I said earlier that God uses the ordinary people doing mm-hmm. their ordinary jobs to uh, accomplish the extraordinary. Like, look at the Bible. that's He uses imperfect, broken, yeah. ordinary people. Yeah. And they have changed the world. And that's what we're hoping that everyone will do in their own jobs. And I know sometimes in a secular job that it's not as easy to be um a light for Christ but you don't have to shove the bible down people's throats to be a good example of Jesus to other people and i think um that was the one of the biggest lessons i learned coaching there was a there was a year that i had to step down as jv and go to sophomore so that i could finish my college career mm-hmm. and i had one of my favorite teams of all times like and i'm telling you i think i keep in contact with 8 of the 12 mm-hmm. of those girls and we just had a blast they were great girls um we connected one of the girls' moms died during the season mm-hmm. so we bonded over that and just like it, it was an incredible season um and I, I'm not even talking numbers I'm just talking relationship and at the end of the season I went home after the banquet and I opened a card and you know everybody signed it and there's a gift card in there whatever and I was like that's all they did was sign their names like we had a connection man but then I was immediately <laughs> convicted because I got I opened the next envelope and it was full of handwritten Mm. letters from every single kid. Mm. And the one that I remember the most out of all those is Maddie Courtney. And she said, I know that it's hard to be a Christian coach in a non-Christian school because you can't proclaim your faith or your job will be in jeopardy, but Mm. you never had to proclaim it because we just knew. And I, oh. Like I said, I, a, I got Boom. convicted, right? I, I got that convicted awesome. because of, I was a little,
1: that gave me chills, hurt, right? It totally. Yeah. Like,
0: <laughs> you know, and I, I, I was convicted cause I thought that, oh, they just wrote their names. But then at the same time, like it really touched me because I realized, and that was, that was one of my first years coaching. So I re- that was when I, I think it really hit home. What sort of impact you can have on these kids lives without like, you can act like Jesus and be Jesus to them mm-hmm. without you know risking your job if you have a job like that where you can't proclaim a faith or anything like that you can still be a good example and mm-hmm. you can be Christ like to other people and they're going to see hey there's something different about you and then that might open a door to a conversation about God and I I've I had one kid it was on my very first team that again, never shove the Bible down her throat. But we just would, i would talk about it. I'm not ashamed to talk about mm-hmm. Jesus. And a couple of years ago, she called me at four o'clock in the morning, not thrilled about that, but <laughs> she goes, I wanted to tell you that I'm getting baptized tomorrow. And I was like, I was floored because this kid was like the furthest mm-hmm. from Jesus. Mm-hmm. And, but that is how, that is what a big God we serve, that he is capable of taking a kid like that and turning her into a beautiful light, and now mm-hmm. she can be a light to other people, and that's what this is all about. So, that's awesome. <laughs> oh, I I totally
1: know those texts or phone calls at four a.m. or three a.m. You're just like, God, why? I know.
0: I w- I want to be mad, but, you, <laughs> but I can't. Exactly. <laughs> exactly.
1: Um, <So. clears throat> what is the hardest thing about your job? What is the hardest thing? about what you do um j- just something that's that maybe is 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 a roadblock in what you do or something that you've just seen the devil just getting at you like like what what is what is just a really difficult thing about what you do
0: so i haven't actually started the job yet but i've been in the mm-hmm. volunteer position side of things and i know what the job is mm-hmm. and one thing that i'm <clears throat> kind of anticipating being difficult is uh, is getting relationships with people who aren't Christians. So I think that'll be a little bit difficult and I, you know, it's, I'm just going to have to feel it out and mm-hmm. I'm going to have to just be myself and, you know, let God work through me. So I think that'll be a little hard for me, but I also think, um, man, I had it and I lost it. It's <laughs> yeah. okay. Oh, so the coaches and, um, teachers or whoever who are Christians and like, they know that there's a need at their school for an FCA huddle. They know that this is a good thing and they won't commit to taking the time to do what needs to be done. So like Jesse and I worked really well together cause I'm more administrative and he's more like, he's a teacher. So he speaks more in front of kids. So we worked really well together. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, I, I just, I know for us, it was hard to get other coaches to volunteer with us and to stick with us. And so that's going to be a big challenge, I think, is the people who are believers um, and want and they know that there's a need and they want to help the kids. But I I really would pray that God would lay on their hearts and just press into their hearts that they need to be the light on their campus, not just yeah. at the school, but also in FCA. So,
1: yeah. Hey, that's a that's a that's a good word a good thing to to remember um okay for those um for those who are listening in on this um and and now have learned a lot about what fCA is and a lot about you um what can fathom do as a church for you right now um what are what are some of what are some of the ways that that listeners can help? in this in in f c a in in helping you um what kind of uh yeah what kind of ways can can somebody who's listening to this what kind of ways can they help right now
0: so first and foremost would be to pray um we all know that you know you try to start something good and positive for Jesus and the devil is right there trying to knock you down <clears throat> and so I would just pray for for favor in the ministry um for God's kingdom, because like I said, I, I have already felt I'm not a, I haven't even done ministry work yet officially with FCA and I've already felt the devil just right there. Mm. And um, fortunately, right now, God is being very faithful and he is showing up every single time I come up against a roadblock or someone laughing in my face like he is very faithful and he gives me an awesome uh, circumstance or an awesome conversation with somebody right after so that I. I'm affirmed in what I'm doing, mm. <clears throat> and uh so prayer's is always good. uh once my ministry gets started, um I can you know at if you want to volunteer and be a character coach or be a huddle volunteer or provide food for the kids mm. or anything like that, volunteers are always welcome, and Kyle and I talked about how he could possibly speak at an f c a and um and that might help get you know more kids involved and maybe more kids coming to fathom um, and make that connection. So volunteers are good as well. Um, and the third is financially. And so the church is supporting me and, um, cause I, I believe, and I, well, I know, cause they told me, but <laughs> I believe that they believe in me <laughs> mm-hmm. and the ministry. And they know that I, um, that not I, that God mm-hmm. will reach coaches and kids through this ministry um, but if anyone in the church would also like to financially partner with me, that would be amazing. And, um, <laughs> I already have a few friends that I've talked to, but Kyle, you're sitting right here. Would yes. you like to support me? I would oh, love to. I didn't even get the question out. And he said, yes. Um, <laughs> I would love to. Yes. Oh, I'm raising
1: my hand over here. I would <laughs> I would love to support you. That's yes. amazing. Yes.
0: Yeah. And it, it's just, it's one of those things where ministry takes mm-hmm. prayer. It takes people and it takes money. So, um, I, I would really love if I could, you know, have a conversation with you. If you, if anybody wants to talk, like I said, Kyle and I've been talking about this, so it Mm -hmm. was an easy ask to ask (laughs) him right now. Um, but yeah, that's, those are the ways that the church can help. Well, and, and, and
1: I mean, I, we will for sure help you and support you. I, and, and that's my, my heart is youth as well, obviously. Um, and so just hearing your passion for the younger generation and, and me, I, I know how difficult it is, um, uh, to, to minister to teenagers and everything. But, um, but man, I, I think even just from this 25 minutes, whatever it is, um, I think we could all just hearing your heart for, for students, um, for being a coach, for, for teaching jesus to these kids um i think it's very evident that that your your passion and your heart for this is just like pouring out and it's it it it, we can hear it in um the way you talk about former students the way you talk about what you're hoping to do um it's really really awesome so um give us some we'll we'll put it down in the show notes but give us some contact information for you um email website, phone number, whatever it is so that people can, can reach out to you. And I know we'll, we'll talk more about this and, and have you on again. Um, but I- any ways that people can help you or want to reach out to you, um, what, what's your, what's your contact info?
0: So my FCA email is Jay Wright, at FCA.org. Um, and then if you would like to make a financial contribution, um, I have a, they actually call it an org. Um, I have a website, it's my.fca.org slash Jordan, Um, and on there is the way, like, it's pretty self-explanatory about how, um, to support me financially. So,
1: yeah, so we'll put, we'll put all those down in the show notes so you can copy that, get that pretty easily. Um, last but not least, um, what it anything that we didn't cover, any any last little thing that you want to leave our our listeners with? any last encouragement, Last words from you, Jordan.
0: um, not n- anything that we didn't cover, just remember that you can always make disciples and be a light for Christ wherever you are at mm-hmm. because Christ meets us wherever we are at. He doesn't expect us to become perfect in order to have a relationship with him. So wherever you're at if you are a stay-at-home mom you are ministering to your kids mm-hmm. if you are you know a businessman you're ministering to your coworkers in any interactions you're having there if you're at a coffee shop you're ministering to your customers all of that like no matter where you are whatever job you have God has you there for a reason mm-hmm. and he will use you if you allow him to boom Boom. mic drop (laughs) that
1: um that is something so important to remember church um thank you jordan for being here as our time is pretty much up um we really really do appreciate it and i know we'll have you back on to talk many many other things and some (laughs) updates down the road on how things are going but um thank you so much uh church thank you for listening um again check out all of Jordan's contact at the bottom of this, um, get in contact with her, ask questions, support her, pray for her, um, whatever you uh, feel called to do, um, because Jordan is doing some, some awesome work and, and God's doing some amazing things, um, through her and, and in this community as well. Um, so thank you, Jordan. Uh, thank you church for listening in and we'll catch you next next time.